and welcome to Let's Talk Autism, the podcast brought to you by me, Michelle Davey, and my co-host, the, the ever so youthful and exuberant, <laughs> Christelle. <laughs> I'd mix oh. things up a bit this week, Chris. Oh, thank you, Michelle. That was such a lovely intro. I can be nice to you sometimes. Just sometimes. Right, today, Christelle, we're talking about hyperlexia. Know anything just, about it? Just a tiny bit of information that I've... Um, so the information that you've got, was it my screenshot that I sent you and sold you to research? Up that was, was like, that, that, that was, the information you've got? That was like 2% um, <laughs> of it. Basically, I do your work. I shuffle, and, uh, I shuffle out your work and you take credit for it as your own, just like when we was kids and you used to copy yeah, my work like, next to me. It's like being back in school, isn't it, really? It is. It is. Things don't change. 20 whatever you many years on and here we are Christelle same boat you're showing my eyes same boat different sea (laughs) is that a saying it is now same boat different sea I was gonna say I was thinking I've never heard that before (laughs) I think it's part of my poetic influence did you did I tell you that I had a poem published this week Christelle yes you did look at you you go Michelle I feel like I'm I'm channeling all my creativity into this podcast and my poetry I think I should wear a beret I think that's what I need you know like one of those little floppy hats yes and a scarf. That would look really nice on you, actually. I think so, too. Make but, Christelle, enough about me and my successful Imagine. You know, achievements. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about you, my friend. So what oh. have you... <laughs> how's things going with the EHCP? It's half term, but I remember last week you were just getting the call, weren't you? Um, and there's some development with your EHCP, I thought. Yeah, well, they've been in contact. They are making some progress. Hoping that when middle son goes back to school, I'm hoping that within a week or two that we'll have at least a draft. But progress is being made, and I think it helps that we're on we're in constant contact, like literally <laughs> emailing them like, every week. <laughs> I think that's what um, you have to do, though, ain't it, Chris? You, no, you literally do have to because I think, especially with COVID, it's even slower now. It's backlog, yeah, yeah. So. I feel like if you do not hassle them, they've got thousands of cases, haven't they? So you've got to make yourself stand out, don't you? Yeah, good. So and ha- do, and and you he- have to act a bit hysterical at times, you know? <laughs> yeah, a couple of tears here and there. <laughs> what, um, how's he getting on at school, though? Because he's in reception, isn't he? Yeah, he's in reception. He's fine, you know, he's good. He loves going to school. But he's, how can I say, he's like the boss of the classroom at the moment because, oh. you know... Because he's um, very self-directed. Everything's very self-directed. And I don't know whether I agree with the approach of the school or if I do. They're doing a great job, obviously. I think considering that they haven't got his plan yet and all the funding that comes with it, um, I think they're doing a great job. Like when I went to drop him off the other day and I noticed that one of the little boys was playing with something that he likes. So he's gone over and he's trying to snatch it off the boy. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, no, play nicely play nicely and the teacher was like everybody knows if he wants it give it to him and then come to us and we'll give you something else I don't know if that's the best approach because I feel like it makes him feel like he can continue that behavior yeah so literally when he comes in the classroom honestly his attitude is like completely different to how it is at home it's like yes I have arrived who's here to (laughs) take my jacket like literally so I was saying to the teacher and the TAs last time, he does listen. You do have to be a little bit repetitive, but eventually he does get it. But I think the reason why they're just kind of letting him 
be and do what he wants at the moment. They want him to get comfortable in his environment, which I do think is important. With my son, I think if you are genuinely concerned, Chris, then just just say, say, isn't it? Like, you know, mm. I'm a little bit concerned about this, you know, maybe take this approach to the teachers because uh, they're learning with with you aren't they and yes with, and with uh my son it was quite similar like he, he throws all of his all his bags on the floor and like expects his <laughs> one-to-one to pick them up I'm like excuse me <laughs> pick your own bag up and put it on your peg that's not the job mm. of your one-to-one like that's it yeah yeah and uh I sort of said in when we did our EHCP main draft and that I did say that I want self-care to be part of it like I want him to make sure that he's washed his face after his his Eaten. lunch and things like yeah. that yeah like because he was coming out of school with food on his face and that and you know like he's a big lad and you know he's in year two now and I don't want him to have come out the dinner hall with tomato sauce all over his face like I wouldn't let him get down from in our house without having yeah. to wash his face first and wash his hands and things like that. So yes, yeah, I think it, I think they're important things that you need to raise as well. Glad it's all going well, Chris, and hopefully we have some good news with that EHCP for us soon. And let's get Jem. Jem's ready to come on. Jem's going to be talking to us about hyperlexia. Come on, Jem. She's in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what green room is, but she's in there. She's there. <laughs> And I am excited to welcome on to Let's Talk Autism this week. We've got Jem from Instagram account, Jem in Stitches. Hello, Jem. Hello. Jem, you're here to talk to us about hyperlexia today, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm only an expert in my own child who does have hyperlexia. And actually, it's written on his EHCP now that he has hyperlexia, although nobody's like officially diagnosed him with it. So, Jem, your son's autistic. Tell us a little bit about your son and your journey with his diagnosis. Okay, so Sammy is six. I think I first noticed autistic traits when he was about 18 months old. Started nursery late, sort of quite a lot later than other children. He was three and a half. And they just sort of went straight away. Okay, this kid needs a lot of help. And I was like, I know. (laughs) We moved down to Kent and then got in the system down here which held things up a bit he was finally diagnosed with level two moderate autistic spectrum disorder when he was about four and a half from that point it was about getting his ehcp sorted and getting his provision sorted and now he has an ehcp and he goes to a very good special school so how comes you made the decision for him to go to a special school um, it was very obvious to me. I'm, I'm a teacher, or I was a teacher. For I was a teacher ago. as well, yeah. Yeah, I taught, in, <laughs> I taught in inner London, I taught in Camden, and I taught in Westminster, and I taught in some pretty tough schools. Uh, I saw a lot of Sen, saw autism in a professional setting. I saw it in a mainstream setting. And I saw children with varying degrees of autism, ranging from really quite severe autism to, you know, very high-functioning and I just knew, but looking at the way my child, his attention span, the way he was so, he's so in his own world, bless him, that he would not cope in a mainstream setting. I think nursery confirmed that for me because he just, you know, did what he wanted in his mainstream nursery for a whole year and didn't really make any progress or get anywhere. And then we visited our local. We're really lucky. We've got this amazing special school, very close to our house. Um, All the NHS services are based there. So paediatrics are based there. Salt are based there. 
think OT are based there. Also, the portage service is based there as well. So the council have got kind of a, a base there too. And we looked around, we looked at all the sensory circuits, we looked at the high-tech sensory room, we looked at the soft play area, we looked at the outside play area, looked at the giant trampoline, and we just went, yeah, this yeah. is the right place for him. Yeah, said a good exactly. feel about it, yeah. We knew, yeah, we were like, we've got to get him in there. And obviously then yeah. we had to go to tribunal to get him in there, but we got there in the end. And is your son verbal or non-verbal? He is verbal. He's emerging verbal, I would say. He has a lot of language. He doesn't always get it, use it in the right context. He's Is this where got... the hyperlexia comes in? Yeah, it's linked. Again, he can read and decode words, but he's not necessarily understanding what he is reading or, or decoding. So what does that mean, decoding the words? Decoding means looking at the word and what it actually means, the word book on a, on a page, and he, he might look at, he, he can read the word book. But if I said to him, you know, go and get a book, he could go and get me a book. But I'm not 100% certain that he's always putting the two together in his mind as he reads. Right, okay. Um, but also reading more than one word as well when he can read like a sentence he can make the sounds and sound it out but he's not always fully appreciating or understanding what he's reading now that is some people think of hyperlexia and think it's a charging it's a little einstein who learned to read when they were two and was writing like poetry by the time they were four you know and that's my husband (laughs) but uh, it's not my son my son we found out about his hyperlexia by accident we he was non completely non-verbal at this time he was three and he'd had these alphabet cards forever never shown any interest in them no engagement nothing had about four words one of them was mummy daddy crisps or something else we were like okay whatever my husband just one night showed him them and he literally just went through each one a ah, and then he showed him one that was out of sequence because we thought, oh, maybe he's learning the alphabet by rope. So we showed him like an L and he went L, okay. (laughs) And then we bought him some foam letters. You can stick them on the bar. And he started arranging them into words that he knew, like he would write frozen um, or he would write... um, How old was he at this point? Three, three and a half. Whoa. And then it progressed on from from that to um, the Jungle Book 2, Mowgli's story. So he was uh, spelling then, this out with, yeah, with the yeah, letters. Yeah, all with wow. these letters. And then he wrote the Bureau of Magic. And the other day, <laughs> he'd been writing this thing on the on the table forever. And I didn't know what it was. And it was something like Wolgang Repman. Wolgang Repman. I was like, why is he writing that? And my husband was like, I recognise that. I recognise that. Let me think about it. It took us forever. And my husband came back and went, it's the guy that directed the Jungle Book. It's Wolfgang Riethemann, which is one of my son's favourite films. Yeah. Um, So he was spelling out these words. Then he got to school and he's lucky because his teacher has been working with autistic children for over 20 years. She's seen a lot and she's very knowledgeable. And she said to us almost from the get-go, like, we will do phonics with him because we do it as a class, but he needs to be reading whole words straight away. So she would start him. And this was a really good starting point for a kid who, because he can't, he can't write. His pen controls are balling. He's still holding a fist. So she got him in the idea of posting 
words rather than even pointing them so she'd give him like a card and a post box and she'd go put where in the box and he'd find the word where and put it in the box yeah and so it soon transpired that he just can read an enormous amount and he takes himself off to the book corner and just sits there and reads apparently when he's a bit overwhelmed at school so it's just not that he's you know composing these amazing (laughs) works of literature yet or anything like that and to be honest with you it might be that it doesn't progress beyond this point it might be that he's just happy to sit and arrange foam letters until he's an old man and and that's that's fine by us too but he is absolutely fascinated by the alphabet and fascinated by the shape and the form of the alphabet the ordering of the alphabet and things like logos as well which I think probably quite a lot of autistic children are quite into things like logos I think it's almost an extension of that yeah in a way wow so in terms of numbers as well is he interested in numbers because I did read that go to number as well with hyperlexia is that something that he's you know yeah as interested in yeah he's good with numbers he likes number games he likes counting games his teacher is said that you know he he can recognize all the numerals he can he can add them. So what we're working on doing, though, is that this fascination with all the numerals, we're trying to translate it into real life practical math. So we're getting him to count the amount of children sat at snack time and then count the amount of plates he needs. It's, it's gone from just being obsessed with the way numbers look and the pattern of the numbers to being, you know, actually able to use numbers and use letters And that's the big jump, I think, that he has to make. I think probably higher functioning children make that jump more easily. So I know of a few children on the spectrum who are already at the point Sam is now at the age of three or four. So, you know, if you think like he's that it's it's almost like a little ladder and and everyone's on their different rung. But um, it makes me happy because I feel like he uses them to self-regulate. He uses hyperlexia to self-regulate. It's kind of like a stint. Yeah, exactly. And Sammy is a massive sensory seeker. So it is a stim almost. When he arranges his letters, he does a stim. Like he gets up from his chair and does a little hop and a run which is his stim he's had forever and he does that when he likes the when he thinks he's got it right or when he likes the way it looks or when he's when he's got a new word or when you know when he's managed to read a page he likes puzzles a lot as well and I think it's all linked I think there's like a pattern and a form aspect of it that really appeals to the autistic mind so, Gem, you know earlier you said about you didn't really have the hyperlexia diagnosis yeah, and when I was reading, I read that they said that you can't get that diagnosis on its own. It has to be linked with something. Is that true? Does that yes, have to be linked I've... with autism or another SEM? Yeah, I've read a few things about hyperlexia online. And, and there are some schools of thought that hyperlexia can be a standalone thing mm. and not always autism. There is a, the maiden school of thought is that it's kind of like a branch of autism, well, you know, a quirk of autism. And there are some people saying that um, hyperlexia in itself is an ability to just read or it's Mm. a fascination with words and numbers. And some people say, well, it's actually both of those things. So I think nobody quite knows exactly what it is. I don't think there's a single definition 
of exactly what it is because if you look it up it's just all lots of different people who are fascinated with letters or numbers people who mm. can read early and it's just um so what sam's got written on his ehcp is um and it's just gone on this year actually just done his annual review it just said sam um uh, exhibits signs of hyperlexia and is fascinated with letters and numbers and opportunities should be created for him to explore um this fascination because obviously a lot of learning can be done if it's tapped into in the right way i've never heard of hyperlexia to be honest with you um until we knew that we were going to be interviewing you Mm. um and i don't think i know anyone with hyperlexia so how Mm. common how common is it do you know i know personally Mm. of three children who exhibit traits of hyperlexia it doesn't feel rare to me probably because of my husband being the way he is my husband is a writer and he could read and write from the age of two and is probably on the spectrum but undiagnosed (laughs) and um you know he so it's not weird in our house to be able to do these things see my son you know with a book uh 50 shark species i remember he was only probably about four then and we went through the species of shark and he he knows every single species of shark in that book within one day from getting that book from the library yeah but reading and writing quite behind now but he could still if he picks up that book or if he sees that shark if we went to the sea life center he could say that's a blue tip reef shark uh, but so he's dec- decoding it in a different way isn't he he's decoding it by picture for some it, i think for autistic children they find what works for them and they really run mm. with it don't they Yes. I think the other thing about it, the other reason autistic children like it is because they're everywhere, aren't they, letters? They're everywhere. So no matter how frightening or overwhelming something might be, they can find solace or or comfort in the form of letters and and the familiarity of them. And I know... I know that my husband growing up said that that's how he felt about about reading, about having access to to words, like looking at words written down is just it's a it's like a comforter that must be yeah. good having your husband there as well if he feels yeah. he went through a similar similar experience yeah well child. he's the one who can always decode like he's the one who goes he's writing this and I'm like no he's not he's like yes he is and he wrote <laughs> like he's um he's tried to write supercalifragilisticexpialidocious the other day but he didn't quite manage it <laughs> <laughs> but but so in saying all this also I'm recognizing that I know with my son he he is very interested in um numbers and letters even though he's pre-verbal so he's not really speaking yet he's Mm. saying about one or two words but even in school they notice that he really loves the alphabet yeah and when he's you you know they have it they have it written everywhere yeah and that's what he looks at all the time or if we're reading the book and it's like numbers or the alphabet he always takes my fingers you could go through everything and he might go back to a particular number and want you to keep saying he it. He wants to look at the same one again. Yeah. Like, Does he listen to, to like ABC songs on YouTube? And loves stuff? them. Absolutely yeah. loves them. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Sam Love started. That. That's mm. exactly where mm. Sam started. Um, you was better the brush ABCs. up your spellings, Christelle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be right. He'll be writing mad things in foam letters on your kitchen table in no time. <laughs> you should give yeah. him some of those foam letters, Chris. oh Gemma it's been so interesting learning about hyperlexia it really has thank you I really hope this helps others that are listening to to understand more about it if we want to follow you where can we follow you 
Um, I'm on Instagram um, as Gem in Stitches, all one word. So there's quite a, a few things on there about um, Sammy's journey and um, quite a lot of, he comes on my stories quite a lot because he's always stealing my phone. So you'll see him. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Thanks so much, Gem. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. That was Jem from Jem in Stitches talking to us about hyperlexia. Wow, Christelle, that was really informative. I really enjoyed that. It was informative because I've really never heard of it before, um, no. ever. And like I said, I haven't met anybody who has it. No, not but I. in our discussion at the end, what were we saying? We were saying that it sounds like, you know, the film Matilda. Yes. I feel like Matilda had hyperlexia. I she that. could. She could mm. read and write and everything. She was really interested in books, wasn't she, from a very early age? Yeah, I feel like fictional character Matilda had it too. Mm. Fictional Matilda. <laughs> Did you feel a bit left out there because we were both teachers? It, yeah, you know, I, just thought, I, felt, <laughs> I felt really under pressure and I was thinking maybe I need to go and get a d- degree in teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And well, both I, English teachers as well. <laughs> I wasn't an English teacher. What were you? Just a primary school teacher. Jack of all trades, Chris. Jack of all trades. (laughs) Master of none, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that. (laughs) I always think that that saying is so funny. Jack of all trades. Is that what they say? Jack of all trades, master of none, yeah. Goodness me. No, that was... (laughs) Master of your children, Michelle. Master of the universe. <laughs> no, it was interesting, really interesting. And I hope that some people, because some people, I really didn't know about that. And through all of my years teaching, I've never actually encountered that. So, mm. you know, there might be people there and they think, you know, their child's got this fascination with with letters or, or numbers. And now they can, can think, oh, maybe my child's hyperlexic. Do you know what it could be, Mish? What? Right. I was just thinking... Imagine you think your child is a genius, yeah? Yeah. But then you don't tell anyone because you think the government's going to come and take them away for experiments. Some people might be hiding their genius children. Like my mum did with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to sweep you up. Chris, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we have got... What? What do we have? We've got a man coming on. <laughs> you said that so. <laughs> Just gonna leave that there. We've got a man coming on. Oh, I, like, I feel like we're a little bit lacking of men on the old. Let's talk autism. So we have got. Bring on the man. <laughs> here comes the. Oh, that's here comes the girl, isn't it? Now we've got Mr. Black. Mr. Black's coming on, and he's gonna be talking to us about ADHD. We haven't done ADHD yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> We haven't done ADHD yet. So next week we're going to be talking about ADHD. I do think that my son has ADHD. He's Mm. near enough the age of starting to be diagnosed for it. So that's going to be interesting for me, especially. Uh, What are you up to this week, Chris? You're looking forward to the kids going back? Actually, you know what? We've actually enjoyed half term. Um, They had half term. I took a few days of work. So we've all been home. Did have plans, but that was ruined by the rain that has been consistent this week. No, but we've had a nice time just being indoors and not having to rush the out pressure. in the mornings. Yeah, because I'm sorry, I'm I'm not one of them people that 
you know, everything's done by 8.30 and we're strolling <laughs> to school. Literally, it's that rustle and bustle, like, come on, <laughs> eat your breakfast. Come on, we're going to be late, we're going to be late. You know, I, I hate when you're late. You know when you're late and you're walking and the other parents have already dropped their children off, right? And they yeah. live in your neighbourhood and they're walking back the opposite way. And, you know, they give you those judgmental looks like, hey, just coming out now. They're not saying it, but you can hear yes, it. You can hear it. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what's no. worse though, Chris, which is funny, sometimes when you, because I'm very much like you, so sometimes when I am on time and I'm a bit early and now I'm going to the school, <laughs> I'm coming out of the school, I've dropped my kids off and now I'm coming out as the, as the, the early birds are getting in and they're like, whoa, and I can see them looking at their watches and looking at their phones like, oh my God, I must be late if she's <laughs> already dropped her children off to school. I know. Yeah, like, I can so. do it sometimes. Don't judge me. I can do this sometimes. <laughs> you can do it, but yeah, it's been nice. It's it's been calm, you know. So yeah, well, it's been quite calm. I mean, yes, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed that. I've I've had a chilled week. We've not been doing much. Like I think, do you know what I think it was? They had so long off of school, mm. and they've gone back and and they're absolutely shattered because my <laughs> yeah. kids have just gone like <laughs> yeah. Like I said, oh, should go to the park. Nah, no. Gotta stay and play with our toys, Mum. Was like, oh, yeah, Mum. Okay. We've been doing PE in school. It's too much now. This is too much hard work. No, so it's been a, it's been a good uh, good chat, Chris. And roll on another week, girl. I tell you, roll it. Here she goes with the wrestling. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah, I hate it it's so moorish mm. I'm going to put this in as an outtake you going down it's so moorish <laughs>